If you are a makeup artist and if you've ever worked on set, if you've ever been a makeup department head, if you've ever keyed a fashion show for Fashion Week, you know it is not just about the makeup. As a matter of fact, it's probably only 20% about the makeup. That whole other 80% is that leadership stuff. If you are one who is pursuing this and looking to develop yourself in a personal way and improve yourself through self-development, you are a leader in the industry. Like you need to be doing that in order to establish yourself as a leader because it's so much mindset work and you have to think about yourself that way. There's no other way around it. You're not going to jump over those hurdles if you don't think that way. We have such a beautiful industry and we need to be able to live not just survive off of it. We need to live and thrive as artists. Cause you're a queen. Yeah, you're a queen. So hey, Glow Friends. You're listening to the Hey, Glow Friend podcast with myself, Angelique Velez. This is a podcast with makeup entrepreneurs who want to be seen and supported on their entrepreneurial journey as makeup artists. With 20 years in the makeup industry, becoming the founder and CEO of Breakups to Makeup, I have learned that vulnerable and honest conversations about this industry is much needed. Let us keep you company with whatever you are enjoying doing today while you listen to this episode, because you don't have to glow alone. Hey, Glow Friends, welcome back to the show. My name is Angelique Velez. I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup, and you are listening to the Hey, Glow Friend podcast. Today, I have a special treat for you all. I have my dear friend and fellow makeup artist, Alice Ann, here with me. And we're actually going to switch it up today. Alice is going to be interviewing me. So welcome, welcome, Alice. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Is this Love the podcast. second time on the podcast, right? Yes, this is my second time on the podcast. And this time we're going to flip it. And I'm going to talk to you about you. Yes, and I'm very excited. So... For all of you that are tuning in and for uh, the new followers and, and new people tuning in, welcome and thank you for following the Hey Glow Friend podcast. We are rebranding. So if you are listening to this, this is the first episode since rebranding. So I'm super duper excited. Thank you for all of your support. And that is why I asked my dear friend Alice to come to see if she could talk to me or interview <laughs> me. So that way all of you can get to know me a little bit, especially those of you that are new. So welcome to the crazy show. I'll say that first and foremost, because it's going to be all over the place. The gist of the podcast, if you haven't been listening prior, we try to give you, I like to call them golden nuggets. So we try to keep the podcast around 30 minutes or less, and we keep it very positive. And we talk a lot about like behind the scenes stuff, as well as inspirational things, empowering things. So you will see. But yeah, Alice, let's get this party started. You ready? Yes, definitely ready for this. I can't okay, wait. Cool. <laughs> I shall be to pick your brain. Well, not pick your brain, but I feel like Angelique is one of the most humble people that I know. So a lot of people don't really, really have her history. Like, unless you're like friend, friend with her, you yeah. don't really know. You just see sort of like that outer shell and the outer shell is beautiful, but the inside is even more beautiful. So I'm excited that you've asked me to help you share your story. Thank you, Alice. And I, I will add on to that. I feel like, you know what it is? I've come to the conclusion that like, not conclusion, because life is still a journey. We're still learning ourselves and all those things. But this year definitely has taught me that I love learning about other people. So when I meet people, and if you've ever met me, like whether it was at the makeup show or at a, a trade show event, or I want to seriously, like genuinely know about you and what it is that you do. So I always like am asking others and that's just how I am. And that's how I get to know people. And I love that. So I know I rarely talk about myself. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> I feel like you're hedging. <laughs> I know already. I'm already. Like, already. 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 All right. I'll be so, quiet. <laughs> so I know you in the context of when you first founded Breakups to Makeup. So I kind of know that story, but I think that story is so pivotal in your development. So let's let's go back. Let's go back to how you started founding your own brands. Amazing. Okay, so I'm a makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist for almost 20 years now. I don't want to age myself, but it's true. And I founded Breakups to Makeup in 2013. I've had the pleasure of working in all different aspects of the industry, which has been amazing. 
prior to makeup artistry, I was actually working in um, higher education or educational. What would you consider that? I worked at Hofstra, but higher education, right? That's what you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would higher ed. call that higher ed. Yeah. yeah. So I worked in residential life. I worked very closely with like the RAs over at Hofstra. And I loved that job. Loved it. Like every job within my journey, I actually loved. But there came a point where I started like thinking, and I don't know why, makeup artistry. Like in college, I used to do like my sorority sisters makeup, my own. And I always had this like love for makeup, but I never pursued it professionally. And in all honesty, back then, it wasn't even really considered like a real career. And I'm doing air quotes. You guys can't see me when I'm doing air quotes. (laughs) So I didn't even know that that was like possible for me. So when I was working in higher education, I also worked at Mac. So I literally was working seven days a week. And it came to a point where I was like, you know what? I kind of want to explore this creative side of me that keeps like whispering in my head, like you should be doing this. You want to do this. At one point I had my own office. I'll say that I had all the health benefits. I had a really great salary, like all the amazing things. And in my office, I had a corkboard where I had like pinned up there pictures from Fashion Week, makeup artists from Fashion Week. And now fast forward, I've done over 20 seasons of Fashion Week. So it's interesting how you can manifest certain things in your life. But anyway, so I was in that position and I got a promotion. And it came, I, I actually wanted to get my master's degree. And at the same time, I got a promotion and they wanted me to take on this other position. And just something inside of me was like, Mm, no, even though I loved it so much. So I had to make like that decision to leave that cushiony nine to five, you know, health benefity job and all of that. And I left and I kind of never looked back since then. So after that, I um, went to a makeup school, a pretty well-known one. And I worked there for around three years. I was the director of career services over for three years at makeup designery. I'll just say what it is. I worked at makeup designery in New York and it was still kind of like a, it was a nine to five, but I also was able to pursue my makeup artistry as well. So I was working there, still working at Mac, still freelancing, building up my portfolio, going on fashion gig. Like it was insane. I was missing the birthday parties, all things like I was hustling and I loved every minute of it. And then when I was working there, it came to a point I was working with an agency and I was assisting an artist and the agent approached me and he was like, we want to represent you, but you need to give us like your time. You can't have this nine to five if we can't send you out on gigs. So I had to make a decision if I wanted to leave that real environment again and then pursue freelance. And that's what I did. So I hope I'm answering your question, Alice, but this is a little backstory about me, which is why I'm saying like I've had the great opportunity to really dip my toe in like so many aspects of my industry because even working at makeup designer and being the director of career services I was able to bring artists in talk to the students counsel the students like it was such an amazing and I loved it I loved it but again I was presented with an opportunity that was like I can't say no to this so I I left that and then that's when I pursued freelancing full-time and then a couple of I would say I did that in oh I want to say that was I don't know what year that was, maybe 2010. And then I founded Breakups to Makeup in 2013, three years later. So with Breakups to Makeup, and I don't know if you want to get into that story. I feel like most people know that story, but I'll say it anyway. So I was going through a really bad breakup at the time. I had been with the person for almost six years. We'd been like shopping for engagement rings. I literally thought we were going to be getting married. And for me, the breakup came out of nowhere and I was completely devastated. And the only thing to get me out of bed was my job, my career as a makeup artist, like doing makeup on others and putting makeup on others. And then seeing how their reaction was. And and as makeup artists, all of you that are makeup artists listening, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's like when you do a client's makeup and they just love what you do and you see that transformation where they pick their shoulders up and they just they just glow in a different way. Like seeing my clients like that inevitably started making me feel better about myself and my situation. And I wanted to create something like a fun product that replicated that entire feeling, if that makes sense. So hence the birth of Breakups to Makeup and the birth of the makeup clutches with all the inspiring and empowering slogans. So that was a long one, but <laughs> no, that's okay. Let's rewind for a second and go back to a key point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the thing that, you know, the immigrant daughter in me screams is that they offered you more money. And that's like such like a key part of our experience as, you know, ethnic people here in the United States. So many of us come from families that came from nothing. Yeah. And like the whole reason we come here is 
so we can make something of ourselves. So, and money is such a big thing, right? Money is a huge thing. And I feel like that's such like the understanding of your mindset that pushed you forward and pushed you to where you are today has to do with making that decision, right? Yes. So let's talk a little, let's dig a little deeper into that. Yeah. So I will tell you, so it's also not the money. I will say too, you know, as us, you know, I'm second generation here, but health benefits are also like a huge. So I had the health benefits. I was like, I had kids, they could go to to Hofstra for school. Like it was like set, you know what I'm saying? So telling my parents, specifically my dad, that I was going to leave this cushiony nine to five was so hard and he did not support it at all. Like he hasn't given me grief in a long time. Love you, Poppy. He hasn't given me grief in a long time, but he bought it up so many times, even after me leaving, like, oh, you should have just stayed at Hofstra. It was such a good job. You had it made. You have your own office. Like, so cause that there's like for us, like the pivotal thing, like what you're working so hard for. So it was so hard. And the other aspect of this, Alice, too, that I have to mention, I loved what I did, too. Like, I loved working there. I loved the students. It wasn't that I was looking for something else, but creatively, I just wasn't being fulfilled. It wasn't that I was waking up like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I mean, some days it was like that. Let's be real. I mean, it happens. But I just knew there was like a whisper in my gut telling me there's something else out there. So I had to follow that. And I couldn't listen to the external noise, including my dad. And, and we're super close. I'm an only child. So my mom, too, like it took her a little bit, but she came on the bandwagon a little bit faster, I feel like, than my dad. But again, if you guys have ever stopped by the booth, you know, my mom was one of the first people at the booths with me. So she saw like what was happening. But my dad, it was really hard to to break that down for him. And even my family, I'm sure they're like, she's crazy. Like, what is she doing? So, yes, it was really hard. But I had to follow my own voice. I love all this like information you're giving me about your background and your family, because we do talk about our families, but I don't think we always talk about like the mentality that comes with it, like the psychological, emotional sort of struggles that come with, I don't know, feeling like we have to please our family and also pursuing our own dreams. Yeah. And especially being an only child. So I'll give you even more information. So I'm Puerto Rican and Cuban. My father is Puerto Rican. He lived in Spanish Harlem. He grew up in Spanish Harlem in New York. My mom is Puerto Rican and Cuban. She grew up in the Bronx, New York. I think they met like at a nightclub and they're the best dancers ever. They still can tear up the dance floor to this day. But they moved out to Long Island when my dad got a job opportunity. So Eastern Long Island. So they moved like from where they were like comfortable in the city out to the island, which was like huge for them. And even for me growing up, it was like a very big. I felt the transition, even though I was born there. So it has a lot to do with who I am today, I would say. And how much of that would you say like the the journey you went through breaking away from, you know, diverging from like what they taught you to do, how much of that feeds into like your passion today, like how you're bringing us up through the podcast, how you're bringing us up through all the beautiful coaching that you do, the mastermind, the club, how much of that has to do with like, you know, driving you to do this? So much. And honestly speaking, I'm still a work in progress. I I say this often because as an only child, being a daughter, I wouldn't say like I'm a daddy's girl or mommy's girl. Like it's equal between the two. It's, it's nothing like that. But I still have that desire to please them. Like I want them to be proud of me. And that's something it's very hard because half of the time I have to do what they don't think is quote unquote right. <laughs> so... But I, I it, it is who I am to go against the grain. I even call myself a misfit a lot. But it takes a lot of mindset work and it takes that community to support you, like even my own community. Like, and you're part of that. You know that, Alice. We're friends too. <laughs> so we we talk about these things with each other. So we know we're not alone. But a lot of our parents don't really see that creative side as a real job, unfortunately. And it is. It is. So it's a lot of mindset work. Right. So let's talk about leadership because I feel like this is the perfect segue into leadership. And I can I share this really quickly in the club, which I'm a part of, let's full disclosure. Yes. yes coming into Clutch Club, you often say to us, regardless of what you think of yourself, 
we're all leaders in this club. Let's dive into that a little bit. Why do you feel that way? So are you asking me specifically like with members in the club? Like, why do I think everyone's a leader or how we have to establish ourselves as leaders in the industry? It's more like that mindset shift that, you know, differentiates the people who decide that this is what they're going to do and also like make that decision to be part of these communities that you're forming. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So this was a hard one for me. And this was a lesson that I had to learn, I think, on my own. And it took me a long time to learn. And so when I talk about it and when I'm like trickling down the information, I want it for others to be faster than it took me to realize, if that makes sense at all. So in our industry specifically, the whole realm of like personal development, self-development, I feel like it's a little slower picking up in other industries, like coaching, for example, is huge in a lot of other industries. But if you think about makeup artistry, I've never really heard of like a makeup artist coach or so this is new territory that we're, you know, cutting red tape on. So mindset work is so huge when it comes to that and establishing yourself as a leader. If you are one who is pursuing this and looking to develop yourself in a personal way and and prove yourself through self-development, you are a leader in the industry. Like you need to be doing that in order to establish yourself as a leader because it's so much mindset work. And you have to think about yourself that way. There's no other way around it. You're not going to jump over those hurdles if you don't think that way. I hope I'm saying what you're asking, Alex. Like, I'm I'm answering the question, but you have to shift your mindset in order to be a leader in the industry. What is it about leadership that makes a better anything? Artist, business person? So I'm going to say unfortunately, but it's not really unfortunate. If you are a makeup artist and if you've ever worked on set, if you've ever been a makeup department head, if you've ever keyed a fashion show for Fashion Week, you know it is not just about the makeup. As a matter of fact, it's probably only 20% about the makeup. That whole other 80% is that leadership stuff like learning how to be administratively on point with things, learning how to develop a team, learning how to run a team, learning how to show up for your team and be in a certain light so the rest of your team is that way too. It's rarely about the makeup. And that's why it's so important to talk about leadership and how important it is in our industry because I feel like a lot of people are missing that point. They think it's just about the makeup. Oh, I could do a smoky eye. Okay, I'm in. No, no. Like this is stuff that I don't want to say it can't be taught. I feel like it just, your mind just has to be cracked open a little bit to digest it if that makes sense. But I will, if I'm hiring for my team, for example, I will go with a person that's showing me certain leadership qualities over a person that I think is like a stellar artist because the artistry I can teach, you know, but that personality aspect, that leadership, you can't really, it has to come from the person, which is why programs like this are so important because people don't realize that they miss that mark, especially if they go to like school and no shade, go to school, amazing, you know, work on your craft. You should always be doing that. But it also that mindset work is just as important. So what I'm hearing from you and tell me if I'm wrong, is that leadership skills in this industry or just any industry, honestly, are just life skills. Correct. Yeah. But a lot of people don't aren't even open to that. Like they don't even realize that that's necessary or that they should be acting a certain way or think, I shouldn't say acting, thinking or acting too, thinking a certain way. They think it's just all about the makeup and it's not. A lot of it is your personality, how you interact with others. Like assistant, if your goal is to be an assistant, there are certain things that you have to be thinking of prior to even getting on set that have nothing to do with the makeup, you know? And we know that like, shout out to Deshaun Hatcher and her book, like that goes through all of that too. So Again, there's other aspects of the industry that I feel like not a lot of people talk about. And this is one of them. Right. Let's talk about community. Sure. Okay. So you want to build a community-wide podcast. A community-wide podcast. Yes, absolutely. But why did you choose podcast as a way like to do Hey Glow Friend as a way to like get out there? Great, great question. So I'm going to answer this selfishly. (laughs) So 
tell if you've ever taken any of my programs or my online courses, I always tell my clients to focus on whatever it is that brings them joy. There's so many things out there, you know, social within social media, there's all the various levels of social media, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like there's all different levels into that. There's podcasting, there's blogging, there's emailing, there's word of mouth, there's reaching out to people in their DMs. There's all different ways that you can promote yourself. My advice is to pick whatever it is that brings you joy and roll with that. So for me, using my voice is always something that I've enjoyed doing. I love writing too, but I love to be able to use my voice to communicate in a way. And also, I don't have to have like my hair and makeup done to do it. Like it's very different (laughs) than like jumping on a live, right? Which I do those too. But I love that I'm able to just like, if I'm going through something, and if you guys have been following, you know I do this. Like, I'll just hop on a podcast and be like, God, I need to talk. Like, this is happening right now. Oh my gosh, can anyone relate? And I love that I have the outlet to do so. And then people actually message me like, yes, I'm going through this same thing. So that way I know I'm not alone. It's again, selfish reasoning, but they also know that they're not alone. It's something that I need too. So that's why I do it. Using your voice is so important for a creative too. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of us miss. I feel like one of the things that people are taught growing up is that, you know, children are meant to be seen, not heard, right? And there's this whole thing with that that sort of compresses us. I feel like it automatically sets us up a certain way as humans. And I feel like regardless of your race, your ethnicity, regardless of being poor or wealthy, this is common. This is a common thing. And so many people are afraid to pursue their dreams as a result. Like, how does that resonate with you? And do you see that in the, even people who are trying to like break the mold and pursue artistry? I mean, you were, you were a counselor at Mm -hmm. one point at a school, you know, and, and now you're doing this like one-on-one. How much of that are, are you seeing and how much of it like, what's the struggle? Like, to, am I am I making sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I always like to go back to kind of our childhood, too. I feel like that plays a big role in who we are today. My expertise isn't in that area, but I do agree with you. But I find that most artists have so much to say and they're scared to say it. They're scared to say, like, hey, I just got like part of my my ass shoot out on set yesterday like I just got yelled at on set and embarrassed or um I just got lowballed on a rate or I just went back and forth with the client who said they were going to book me and then they canceled an hour before the shoot like they're scared to talk about it or with that also they're scared to even step into their own light like they have the voice telling them like this is what you need to be doing this is what you need to be doing they're like but is it so a lot of people I feel like it's that fear of creatives almost like, is this really what we're supposed to be? Is this really a real job? Because we've been told so much that it's not. And that idea of the starving artist, which I'm on a mission to change that. That's exactly why I'm creating this. The like I created the membership program of the Coming in Clutch Club and I created these courses. Like I'm so sick of the idea of the starving artist. Like why do we have to be starving artists? Why can't we be thriving artists? You know? And a lot of that again has to go back to how we were brought up. So I try to break the mold in that. And that's one thing when I talk to my clients, we think bigger off the get. Like we're thinking like, okay, that's the whisper that's telling you in your gut. Let's follow that. Why is it telling you that? And we unpack that. So it's so important to follow that. But every single client is scared of it, including myself. I love that. The idea of like, let's change the narrative. Yes. Let's oh, that's my mission, Alice. That's my mission. I can't stand it. I can't stand it when people are like, oh, you know, if you're choosing the career of makeup art, you just be prepared to like not make a lot of money. It's, so why? It's so crazy to me. It's yeah. <laughs> And it's almost like a badge of honor. I feel like we've been told that mm-hmm. for so long that it's like, yeah, you know, I gave up all these things to mm-hmm. be this. But it also means that I accept that it's part of it to starve. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something that really like, because I have in my life that like certain, I believe, you know, I believe in signs. Like if you go to the website, you'll see like, hey, girl, here's your sign. Like half of the stuff that I I create and come up with is because I see something and it triggers something. I'm like, oh my God, I have to do that. Or I believe in like the woo-woo where people come talk to me and they send me messages. I'm all into the woo-woo. And I know you are too. So I had a friend of mine who literally was like, okay, Angelique, I've decided she's a hairstylist. She does makeup on the side too. 
And she's like, I love what I do. She owns her own studio. Like she owns her own salon, basically. Like she does her own schedule. She's like, but I'm barely able to pay my bills. Like I literally just get by. And that's what I've chosen. And that's what it is. And that's how it's going to be for the rest of my life. And I was like, but why? Like, why does it have to be that way? Like, let's think about other ways to elevate what you're offering. So that way it doesn't have to be that way. Another thing, like I like to talk and let me stop me out if I'm going off on a tangent, but another thing I like to talk about with my clients, like we're on our feet all day long, right? I know I sound like grandmama here, but (laughs) our backs are going to give our feet start hurting. I am evidence of that. And I'm pretty healthy. I will say, let me knock on what I just started feeling like the little carpal tunnel on my wrist just recently. It wasn't any before I never felt it. We can't be on our feet forever. So we need to start planning that exit strategy or like how that's going to look like for us in the future. I feel like no one talks about that. It's so important. So if I have to be the one, I will be the one I'm going to talk about. I want you to make money. I want you to feel good about choosing this career and being in this career and thriving in this career because it's beautiful. We we have such a beautiful industry and we need to be able to live, not just survive off of it. Just we need to live and thrive as artists. So that's part of my mission, too. When I started off in the space of makeup artistry, I had no idea what to expect. I felt like there was no support for people like me, the starving artist, starting off in a seemingly glamorous space. I wish that I had someone back then or a community of people to help me figure out this world. What should I be charging? What are my boundaries around my clients? What are the expectations and realities of this industry? How do I maintain my mental health, my work-life balance, and still bring in the money that I want. This is why myself and so many members of my online community are so grateful that this space now exists. I have created a community for makeup artists just like us. This is a community where we encourage people to get vulnerable and share the real experiences of what it's like to be a makeup artist in this industry. Where we talk about prices and what you should be charging. In fact, we are most likely gonna tell you you need to raise those rates. It's a support group where there will always be someone available if you need to speak. In fact, we have a 24-7 text messaging app that we use and someone is always there to have your back. We've had members stressed out at a job go into the bathroom that are crying because they've had something happen to them on set. And literally there are people answering them like that. And they're having that immediate support, which in general is lacking in our industry. You will always feel supported and have a wide network of makeup artists and experts to answer questions or simply listen. In addition to learning more about the rates you should be charging, creating niche offers, working towards expansion and sustainability, as a bonus, as a member of this community, you will also have access to live recordings of this podcast with expert guests. Once the podcast episode is over, we turn off the recording and you have a unique opportunity to ask our guests questions in real time. As a makeup artist, you are a valued entrepreneur, whether you feel like it or not. And we would love to welcome you into this community of makeup artists finding their way as entrepreneurs. If you would like to join us, please go to www.angeliquefelez.com for more information. A link will be posted in the show notes. And remember, you don't have to glow alone. I feel like we're getting into the coming into Clutch Club and why you created it. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So the coming in Clutch Club, basically prior to creating the club, it's a year old now, if you can believe it, Alice. It's crazy. I know it's insane and it's grown so much and there's so many aspects to it. I'm, I'm just in love with it. But anyway. I'll give you backstory on what happened. So we all know the pandemic happened. Everyone used the lovely word pivots and changing and all this stuff. So I had to do the same. Breakups to makeup was my main source of revenue. I still do makeup artistry, still was doing makeup artistry at the time. But as we know, literally everything shut down. So as makeup artists, we weren't on set. We weren't working at all uh, because we have to be in people's faces. So that stopped. And then with breakups to makeup, my primary source of revenue was really live events. Like I thrive, as you can tell, talking to people. So at live events, I got to be there. That's where I sell myself. That's where I get on stages and talk. And I love all that. But 
everything stopped. So I literally gave myself like two days to cry it out. I was super depressed. I'm like, what am I going to do? What's happening? But we're healthy. So let me, you know, that's good. And then all of a sudden, I started getting these ideas about courses, curriculum, things that I can create within the makeup artist industry. And I didn't go back even more, Alice, but I have like my bachelor's degrees in psychology, a minor in education. My master's is in art therapy. So I used to go into um, facilities and like counsel people and stuff. So I already had that background. And then when I was working at Makeup Designery, I was the director of career services. So I really was like a counselor to makeup artists. So it all makes sense now. Like it was almost setting me up to what I was creating, but I had no idea. And I just love talking with artists, like always have been that way. But anyway, so I started creating a mastermind program. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this mastermind where I'm capping it at 10 people because energy wise, I need to be very mindful of my energy and what I'm giving out. And I ran three of them and all three of them were full and capped. And what the feedback I got from the groups where they wanted more, they wanted to continue. Like it was a three month program. Three months wasn't enough. So I was like, how can I do this where I can make it that it's longer and affordable? That was big for me too. The whole affordable budget friendly option. Cause I know, I know the hustle as a makeup artist. Like I know how it is, but it also has to be a tiny bit uncomfortable where it pushes people to get the money to pay for it too. Do you know what I mean? And in self-development, anything like that, it's super important that you tap into that uncomfortability because it makes you reach a little bit more. So I came up with the concept of the coming in clutch club clutch because our makeup clutches coming in clutch, meaning we'll be there for you when you need us. So that whole concept came about and I, I did it basically that one client, depending on what you charge, but on average, one client will pay for your entire month in the club. So it's very budget friendly and it's ongoing. It's a membership program. You can pay for the entire year. Obviously, if you pay for the entire year, it's a little bit less or you could do it month to month. And most members honestly choose to do the month to month. We're freelancers, so I totally get it. But yeah, that's where the whole concept came from. Oh, I love that. I love also like your strategy behind it. You're like, let's make it uncomfortable because we don't do that enough. Right. And I feel like this is leading me into or leading us into a conversation about what really happens in the coming into Clutch Club. Do you feel like we push each other, make each other uncomfortable? We do. So I would say not that we make each other uncomfortable, but we will definitely advocate for you. And if you've noticed on Instagram, I've changed my title to Makeup Artist Advocate. That's what I do. So we will be like, all right, what are your rates? Mm, Okay, let's push you a little bit. What feels good? What doesn't feel good? It doesn't feel good. Go with that one. Like literally, it's like leaning into what doesn't feel good and uncomfortable to a point. You know what I mean? And and it's not that we're like bullying you to, to do. It's you want, you're there and you're asking the question. And I just, honestly, I just gave a talk at the makeup show this past weekend. And I spoke about this. I got a question about it. And I was like, if that, thought is already entering your brain where it's like, oh, should I raise my rates? Then yes, that means you should be raising your rates. Because when you're first starting out, that thought's not there, right? You're you're too busy trying to research what other people are charging in your market and trying to compare yourself to them and what feels good for you and, and give yourself a little cushion room. Boom, you come up with a rate. But off the get, you're not like, oh, I should raise my rates. As soon as that thought starts coming into your mind, that means you should be raising your rates. And that's kind of what we talk about. We get very open and we throw numbers around. And the beautiful thing that I love about the club, and there's so much that I love, but the beautiful thing I would say is that it's not cookie cutter. It's very individualized. Like we're going to tell you something different, Allison, you know this, than we would tell me. We're in different markets. We're doing different things. Well, you and I are very similar markets, so that wasn't a good example. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like if we have a client or a member that's in Florida, we're not going to give them the same advice as someone in New York that's working in a little bit more of a quote unquote thriving market um, fashion wise, for example. And if they're doing a fashion shoot in Miami, it might not be the same. But we take all of that into consideration because we've all, again, we're all leaders in the industry and we've been around. So It's just beautiful to see how open and authentic and vulnerable everyone gets. Tears get shed. Almost every (laughs) call, I feel like tears get shed. And it's necessary. It's necessary. So I went off on a tangent. You know, I could talk about No, no, no. This is all very relevant. So you always say that there's magic. There's magic that happens when people come together like this and specifically 
in this group of people that you've curated. How do you build that? Like, how do you build the trust and everything? How do you know that the people entering are the right people to like maintain that integrity? Like, where does this come from for you? Oh, that's such a good question. You you made my hands get sweaty. Just because like you, by you asking me that question and it let me reflect just for a moment of what I've, or we've created. I don't like, you know how I am with the I, Alice. I'm not very good with that. Even with my teams, if you've ever been on my team, I always like we, it was us. Like I, I can't take full responsibility because it's a group effort. But within the club itself, I think, and I have to not be humble here because I showed up so vulnerable and authentic and open and started talking about the real shit that happens and the stuff that I've been through. I think it caused almost like a, what would that be called? Like a an effect where others felt comfortable doing this. A domino effect. A domino effect, exactly. So I established that in the way. And then again, it's not just me. Once one person does it. And again, a lot of the people that were, or the a lot of the clients, members that are in the club, took my mastermind as well. So they already started getting very close to one another in the mastermind program. And it just kind of carried over into the club. But I think, and I, I, I think I'm right. I don't know because I'm able to stand in that light and say, Hey guys, this is what I've been through. This is what I've experienced. I'm very transparent. I say it all the time because I don't want someone to have to go through what I went through, or I do want them to go through what I had. Like, I'll say, this is what worked. This did not work. Or this person, or I, I shouldn't say this person, this type of gig was toxic. That type of language didn't work for me. Or yeah, I got yelled at. We, it's not like we're we're spreading tea all around or gossiping, if that makes sense. But we literally are being open and sharing our stories so that way we can support one another, both the good and the bad. And that's where I say magic. The magic for me, for example, and I'm going to get woo-woo on you for a little bit, but we have a client right now, a member right now. She's going to come on into our text messaging group probably today or tomorrow. I told her to come in. She has this amazing thing that's about to happen. I know she's going to get the gig, but she's nervous. She she had to audition. And I told her, go into the group. Tell everyone. You don't have to be specific because, you know, a lot of us have to sign NDAs. We can't be too specific. Let everyone know what you're up to and to put that good energy out there for you. And I don't know what it is, Alex. That's why I call it magic. But as soon as you like put it out there and you have other people elevating and holding you up and getting that space for you, such magic can happen in that. It almost expedites like your winnings, if that makes sense. So that's the magic that I'm talking about, both with positive and negative stuff. The also magic can happen if you're going through something. And you feel like you're all alone. And then all of a sudden, we just had this this past week. We had a club member that I call it. We put her in the hot seat. And she was going through something. And her experience affected every single one of us. And we all left that call so invigorated that we're not going to let stuff like that happen in our, in our industry. We're going to stand up for one another. That's also magic to me. Because we're having those difficult conversations. We're talking about things where you won't really find that anywhere else. And a lot of people, and sorry, now I'm going off on a tangent. You know how I can get. The thing that bothers me a lot within our industry, a lot of people look at our industry. It is a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? It is. Like people see what they see on TV, but working behind the scenes is hard. It is hard. We work hard hours, like long hours with amazing celebrities and amazing actors and actresses, but it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like it is hard. What we do is very difficult, right? And I feel like not enough people talk about that for us, like how we need to fill our cup. So that's what this whole group is about. We're there for you. Like we see you, we know. And that's how we're all leaders in the industry, just speaking up and talking about the things that are happening rather than being quiet and being scared about it. I think there's something inherent about choosing to be an artist that makes you a leader. I think that we've already sort of covered this. There's just something about like, the desire to go against the grain. And that's, and it's only what, I mean, I'm going to share a little bit of what I'm feeling like just talking to you about this, but I just feel like that it's just a seed. Like the desire to create is just the seed for everything else, because there isn't a single big, important artist in, I'd say in history that didn't, like they created movements right they like created whole like changes in like the way people look at the world so i think that this magic that 
feel, you know, it feels like we're generating in the club is actually just already, it's like a thing that's already out there. And yeah. And well, I, we're picking up on the vibration. Yes, we're like picking we're up on the vibration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you feel like the people who choose to come into the club are already on the vibration and they don't know it? Not necessarily. I'm going to be very transparent. So first of all, I want to kind of go back to something that you said. So I feel like, yeah, you're absolutely correct with what you're saying. I feel like a lot of people that choose this journey, it's because we're following our dreams. So those that choose to follow that and lean into what their purpose is on earth are leaders, in my opinion. So first and foremost, yes. With the club specifically, no, the club is not going to be for everyone. I have to be honest and say that because it's not. I interview everyone that joins. I either know them or I have an actual interview. And I will say, like, you're ready. You're not. And when I say ready, it could mean, like, not that they're, if you're just starting out as a makeup artist, you can't join. You absolutely can. But if you're struggling in certain things, maybe it could be financially. I don't want you, like, you know, saving your paychecks to pay for this. Like, you have to be at a place where, yes, it has to be uncomfortable, but I don't want to be the reason why you can't pay your bills. Like, let's be real about that. And I'm very transparent about that. And it could just be you're not in a place right now where you can be open to it. And that's okay. Maybe you will be later on or maybe another group might be better for you. We get down with the woo. I like to call it woo-woo. It's more like, I don't know if you want to say spiritual because I feel like that word kind of can go either way. So I say the woo. But we love like having speakers that come in that can do like astrology and tarot reading, Reiki. Like I love all that stuff. And maybe you might not be into that. And that's okay too. So I feel like, and that's why this is a great question, Alice, because a lot of people ask me like, how will they know? Yeah, I could interview you, but you don't really know until you're in it, right? So I do offer, and right now I am offering a discount code where you're able to try the first month at a discounted rate to see if it's the right fit for you. And if it's not, you can cancel. No strings attached. And people have done that. And that is okay. No love lost. And I do have clients that it might not be the right time for them right now. But then they come a couple months later and they're like, Angelique, I'm ready. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, it's not. And that's with any group out there. Not everything is going to be for you, but you need to find your people. I will tell you that. If it's not here, that's fine. But find your people. Because honestly, I wish I had known that sense of community earlier, which I did a bit. I did. But even more so now, especially when the pandemic hit and just we all felt so lonely, I feel like, literally. So that community definitely helps expose you to things because other people are going through things and they share their stories. So it's so important. I think you bring up an interesting point about some people being ready to share and some people not being ready to share because for me, an interesting element of the club is that actually we have some people who kind of participate, but not really. And I think that's special too. And you want to talk about like how inclusive it is in that if you just want to be sort of an observer and learn or... Oh, Alice, this is such a great question. I wouldn't even have thought of asking this. Thank you. This is... Oh, yes. So you guys can't see me, but I'm getting very excited. (laughs) So yes, you can join the club and basically go at your own pace, I guess is the best way to put it. I strategically made it so that way each call is recorded because our lives, hello, we're freelancers. Like literally work comes first. Like I will say that first and foremost, work comes first. So if you can't make any of the calls, they're recorded and then you're able to get the file, listen to them at your leisure. What's great about those, so we have a lot of artists that are introverts. I feel like most of us are introverts and they may not be at the point where they're ready to share with a group yet. And that is okay. They listen, they listen and it definitely helps them in their everyday life because they tell me it doesn't. I've had people renew their membership over and over and over again already. And they're just sitting there listening. They may like do a little like, hey, I'm here on the text messaging app or great topic or, you know, a little something, something, but they get just as much out of listening and being there. And their careers have expanded just the same because of that magic that I'm telling you about. Like, I, there's no other way for me to explain it, Alice. It's literally magic. Everyone in the club that has started has their journeys have been expedited. Like they've gotten certain things. They put it out there. It's just that magic because we're all holding space for one another 
whether you are participating like vocally or not, you don't have to be. And I feel like it's honestly half and half. It is. It's very yeah. much half and half. And y'all, I, you can't see Angelique right now, but she's like vibrating. <laughs> you're vibrating. glowing and I oh, love it. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> because I wanted to make sure to make a space. We're not all the same as artists. Like, believe it or not, I am an introvert. Like I'm an introvert extrovert. Like, I'm, kind of, I'm both. Yeah. I'm both of them. But true, true, true introverts that there are a bunch of us that are that. And I don't expect you to just get out there and start doing lives and like videoing yourself in the group. Like, no, you're not going to do that. But you can sit and listen. You still learn. You're still hearing what the artists talk about. And another oh, another part to the club that we just added is the sound off series, Alice. So I know you're probably I'm going to get to it right now, if that's OK within this. So in the sound off series, we have artists that come in that maybe I don't want to say struggling, but they may be going through something or wanting to share something with a supportive group. So they share it with us in the club and we don't share it anywhere else. It's literally recorded just for members in the club. And they tell us what they're going through. And they're very honest and vulnerable. Again, a lot of tears shed. But those artists that don't really want to talk that much, just sit and listen. And they always take something away from it. Always. So there's so many different ways to approach it. And I'm glad that I was very intentional with that part because I am a fellow introvert. So I get it. Some days I want to talk, some days I don't. But we do have some artists that they don't really at all Every now and again, but they're still, their careers are going pretty well, (laughs) if I do say so myself. (laughs) Okay, I feel like we've covered so much. Are there any takeaways that you want people to understand about this community that we're building, the podcast, the club, and also like your one-on-ones and your mastermind program? Like, I see these all as tools, right, for the community. Like, they're there for you. To grab. But aside from that, like knowing that this is available, like what do you want people to know? So I want people to know, first and foremost, again, when you are entering in this field, you know, we're a niche field. We're literally makeup artists, but the club is more than just makeup artists. I do want to say that too. We do have business owners, beauty entrepreneurs, product-based businesses. So you don't have to be a makeup artist to be in the club, but specifically right now, I'm just talking to makeup artists. There are resources out there for you. And again, looking back on my journey, it's like evident that this is where I was going to be going. But I didn't realize that because even when I was working as the director of career services at MUD, I was like, there's something in our industry in general that's missing. And this has nothing to do with them or nothing like that in general, because people would ask me, like, you know, do you know someone almost like a counselor that I could talk to? I'm like, you could talk to me here. But other than that, no. So it's, I feel like it's almost like that. It sounds so weird, Alice, to say that out loud, but it's almost like... It does like, not sound weird. It's a community <laughs> where you're like, I'm going through something right now. Can someone help? Like, I need to talk to someone. Because we never had that before. No, we don't. Um, so We could try talking to our friends and family, but unless they they're on the same it. path, it's yeah. so hard for them to yeah. understand. And literally other creatives, I feel like, don't get us either sometimes too, specifically makeup artists. So it's that like you're able almost like to come talk to your counselors and be like, guys, I need some help. Like, can you help guide me? The message I want to give with that is community is just so important and different communities. Just because you're part of one community in the makeup artist industry doesn't mean you can't be a part of another. Multiple communities are important as well especially depending upon where you're looking to go in the industry. If you're looking to establish yourself as a leader, if you're looking to raise your rate or even customize your offers or what it is that you're selling, this is the group for you because we are going to help you see that. And you're going to hear from others and their experience and what they've gone through. And the beauty of it too, and now again, I'm going off on a tangent. We have artists on all different levels. When I say that, I mean it. Like, hi, Alice and I are 20 years in. There are other artists also who are that much in that are in the club. And then we have artists that just started like two years ago, a year ago. And to see the difference and just to see the magic that they create with one another, like the artists that are one year in still hold space and support the us that are 20 years in and give us some great advice. You know, it's so beautiful to see that. So it has nothing to do where you are in the industry year wise, like 
you know, working wise. But you need to find yourself a community. That would be the biggest message I would give artists out there. Like, I wish I would have done this sooner to create it sooner for people, you know, but you need to find yourself people that understand you. So that way, because also a lot of our business stuff carries over to our personal lives and people don't get that. So we talk about all of it. We're not just talking, but half the time we're talking about more personal than business, to be quite honest with you, because it all carries over for us as artists. Like we can't separate the two and that's okay. That's what makes it so beautiful. But you're with people that get that. So find your people. And if you think, where are your people? Reach out to me. We'll have a conversation. And that's another thing I want to say, because the people that don't know me, they're like, this girl, she's always like, just reach out. I mean it. Like, I'm going to return your message. Like, if you're DMing, it's me responding. On the Breakups to Makeup page, I have a team. But my personal page, it's me responding. Because I I do want to be there for people and I want to help. And I, I want to, as a leader in this industry, I love our industry so much. Like, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for our industry. So I love what we're doing. Absolutely love it. Well, I think that's a good place to like say thank you so much, Angelique, for inviting me to do this. And also thank you so much for just everything that you do, because, you know, I feel like you and I, very similar paths, very similar journeys, very similar desires and hopes and dreams for not just ourselves, but like the whole industry, which is why we do this. But I just I see the impact. I see the impact of what you've created. And it just makes me like, I feel tingles actually even saying I know you're getting but 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 it's just like and I'm gonna cry (laughs) but you've you've had such an impact on my life personally but it's like so exciting to see the impact that you have on other people's lives and that's what that I mean that definitely is what drives me to stay in the club so I'm hoping that this new chapter in the podcast is also gonna open it up some more for more people to experience this I agree. I agree. And I can't wait to see where 2023 takes the club because just a year in, I'm it just blows my mind where we've where we are right now. So thank you, Alice. And thank you for being there from the very beginning. Guys, you're going to hear so much more from Alice. I can't even I'm so excited to see what 2023 brings for her. So stay tuned. But thank you for joining us until next time. When I shine, you shine. We shine together. Bye, glow friends. Hey, Glow Friends, thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you found value in it. We would love your help to glow up this community if you are really enjoying the supportive environment. Help us glow this community by giving us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. As a thank you, you will be entered for a chance to win a fabulous Hey Glow Friend tote. You can keep up with myself, this podcast, and my business ventures by following me on Instagram at The Angelique Technique. I'm so grateful to have you as a listener because I believe when I shine, you shine, we shine together, glow friend. Until next time. Bye.